everyone, and welcome to a Gem of a Secret podcast. My name is Donatella, my secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How are you doing tonight, Coco? Um, I'm feeling really feisty. Um, oh. I'm just like been playing around with sound equipment because like we're so famous. I know. <laughs> we're so, we talked about how high tech we were last time and... Um, experienced some technical issues. Oh my gosh, so many technical <laughs> issues. I don't even know what we were doing. Like, um, <laughs> but I think we've got it better this time around. Yeah, I do think we do. I think yeah. we I think we kind of figured it out a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, it, here's the thing, though, that's so interesting about this. Like, as much as I love doing podcasts, mm-hmm. um, what I'm also recognizing about doing podcasts is it makes me interested in wanting to see other podcasts or listen to other podcasts. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I just want to be on that same level. I know. Well, as far as quality goes, we could just hire fact checkers too every time we say something. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be so nice if it was happening at the same time? Or like they <laughs> were getting our commercials time. like ready to go for us and they're like, this is right. all you have to say. I'm like, oh, that I sounds know. wonderful. I know. It's <laughs> it's just a pipe dream right now. But <laughs> <laughs> um, we want to really be sponsored by Budweiser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and that reminds me, what are you wearing tonight, Donna? I um, am actually, when I said pipe dream, I meant pipe dream because I'm dressed as like a, a weed pipe. Oh, wonder, I, yeah. I see it. Yeah. I, see, I was wondering why it would look so phallic. Yeah, they are very phallic, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really into phallic costumes. There was that one time I was like the Empire State Building, right? You yeah. Know, tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, phallic <laughs> is just like part of my gig. <laughs> Um, so I am wearing a whole, you know, cause I, you know, because of Budweiser, I'm yeah. wearing a whole costume made out of aluminum foil. Are you? Um, I look a little crazy and I'm dying because the heat can't escape my body, but mm. that's why my face is so red. It didn't just paint that way. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And then as sweating always, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> pools. <laughs> and, and you use the no sweat. <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> and I have this headpiece that's like going out. I wanted to make it look like one of those crazy people, mm-hmm. but like chic. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> we'll post po- pictures on our website. Giving me very much like Bud Light Tin Woman realness. Yeah, I'm like, like the Tin Man, but not. But not. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, goodness. Um, speaking of uh, Bud Light and drinking, um, yeah. how's 2020 going for you? Let's give a quick 2020 update on what's happened since last week. Yeah, so... Um, Actually, so a couple of headlines, because me and Donna really don't rehearse what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Uh, So I listened to, like I said, on other podcasts, on other episodes of this podcast, that I do listen to the news every single morning, Monday through Friday. um, I listen to it. And I Trump is not conceding still. Still not. And so regardless of like what you see in the media or whatever, he has not conceded the election. No. Um, And what's so fascinating about this is that they... They're trying so very hard to make him seem foolish, like on every news program. And I know I talked about this, but it's getting worse. Yeah. They'll they'll start the headline. Um, Trump on Twitter today um, once again talked about an unfounded and completely non-investigated voter fraud. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's how it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, and then there's, like, the accusations of, like, dead people voting, and then this old lady's like, I'm alive, I've always used that name. It's like, <laughs> like Rudy Giuliani had to apologize to some old lady. It, I don't know. It's so bad. Well, and then the other thing, too, I really wish that Trump would also understand mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, if they really did re- recount some of these votes, yeah, he's going to li- probably lose some, too. Like, if, say there was voter fraud in some capacity, he's yeah. probably also going to lose votes. Yeah, well, because Biden's had by so much. 
I know. And it's just, it doesn't really make any sense. And I saw, uh, I, so Trump posted that, you know, people vote, not land, like yeah. of like the pockets of Republicans that voted. And what's really interesting at first I saw that I was like, oh gosh, that is, that does make sense. I was like, no, no, no. There are Republicans in every place that also like had electoral votes for Democrats. Yeah. So if you took away all the blue on the, you know, people vote, not land. There would be a bunch of red, even in those same places. Yeah. It just wouldn't be as much because they didn't win. You know, that's yeah. that's kind of what, you know, makes more sense. They really should just have a map about how people voted based on zip yeah. code. Yeah. Like if that was a thing, if they could make that map, that would be really interesting to see. It would be. I don't know. I just, I know that there's definitely, I was even thinking about it again today, just that there needs to be an overhauling of the electoral college and oh, just of how things went. But I mean, as it stands, Biden is president-elect, and, um, you know, we're moving on with the world. And although Trump is making it very hard and our national national security is at risk, actually, right now, mm -hmm. because of him refusing to concede and um, give uh, Biden briefs on what's going on as far as foreign policy goes, mm -hmm. um, it's... Uh, Hopefully, we'll be getting towards this new administration very, very soon and getting well, some stimulus gosh. for everyone. And... Yeah, some stimulus especially. And I, what yeah. really bothers me is that I, I hate that the stimulus became so political. And yes, on in this podcast, we have talked about how other countries had stimulus checks for months or still do yeah. about, you know, the help we need. So what happened Today, actually today as we film this, which would be yesterday for you listeners, is mm -hmm. um, we did go into another shelter in place we did. Uh, here in Oregon and Washington, too. Um, I did. I sat down at a restaurant yesterday, um, well, two days ago for you listeners, in Washington. And today I went to the same restaurant and I couldn't. Yeah. And because they're like, oh, yeah, you, you can't be. And it's just and I think that that I agree with the shelter in place, like the cases of COVID are incredibly on the rise. But at the same time, wh what I'm noticing from people is they're just the burnout. And the, yeah. if they we had a stimulus like a lot of other countries did where they were able to give you a living wage for, you know, for not being able to work or participate and how hurt businesses outside of the PPP loans uh, like that I think that would have been something to say. Like that would have been something for yeah. us and there just didn't exist. And I, I mean, I've even found that having one less gig is it definitely has hurt my finances a lot. Yeah. And um because I do I pretty much am a gig worker, you know, with what I do. I uh, content moderate, I've done phone fundraising, political mm -hmm. fundraising. Um, I'll be working um for fundraising with a really cool organization here in about a month or so, which I'm really excited about. But um, and then aside from that, I did drag, but drag, um, you know, the opportunities when they weren't there, I saw how much that impacted me and I was barely getting by. And that stimulus money that that initial twelve hundred actually did get me by for a couple of months, mm -hmm. um, despite, you know, not having as many hours. Well, and what really even sucks about losing the gigs is as much as I want to focus on my art, my yeah. art also has to make sense. Yeah. Like it just. um financially it just has to make sense because like i could be driving for uber or doing lyft or postmates or something like that and making some mm -hmm. extra money but like when it comes to drag as much as i love drag drag has to make financial sense for my stability yeah. right now yeah and i know that i i know people hate when entertainers talk about they're like oh my god it's just we used to be told that all the time in grand junction they yeah. only just care about the money they don't care about the community oh yeah we, they did all the time and it's like well i i care about the community but i want to feed myself exactly i don't want to do this as like 
charity work. You know, I don't do this just... I'm not... Okay, and it's kind of what we're going to be getting into in our main topic of this episode, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is... um, as we get older, I think a lot of people don't take drag super seriously and they kind of see it as us just like playing dress up. And in a way, it kind of is, you know, it's a way for us to to get joy and make money out of doing something. Granted, it's not a whole lot of money, but we're happy doing it. Right. Um, and how how dare us <laughs> be happy <Yes>. doing something <laughs> and get paid for it? I know. Who wants to be paid for something that they love? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. It It's... Yeah, and what really even more sucks about that conversation before we get into the main topic Mm -hmm. is that we've been through, if you've been on this journey with us listeners, you've understood that like we've had ups and downs where we used to live. We've had ups and downs here. I've lived longer in Oregon with COVID than I have without COVID um, at this point. That is so weird to think about. Actually, is that even true? Yes, that is true. And uh same with my career i've mm-hmm. been longer at the place i work at um with covid than i have without yeah. it's just a really interesting dynamic like i so for me and I, I i'm blessed because i have a job with health insurance and blah 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 mm-hmm. but drag is what helped me have fun and enjoyment in life not just the gigs like drag yeah. you know gave me my closest friends yeah drag uh gave me like parties interesting things to do and then drag was also my fun money like if i wanted to go to the movies gosh do, you, do y'all miss movies um, do y'all remember what that yeah, was like where you'd like get popcorn and you'd like sit down <laughs> and watch something that just wasn't in your damn house yeah like, <laughs> sorry like yeah. movies are a sore subject for me i miss them so very much but yeah there's this whole everything changed i remember our first episode about covid where yeah. we didn't want to talk about it the whole t- time we did this and because we we're thinking like it wasn't going to take over our lives and we were kind of a little jokey about how we thought a vaccine would be introduced so much quicker. Yeah. And here we are like literally, uh, we had a baby and it's one month old later. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, here we are with, I mean, finally a vaccine, hopefully being approved. Right. There's one that they said that they're rushing to. So very close. Yeah. Yeah. It's 95% accurate or something is what they said. Yeah. 95% effective. effective. And it's, um, but you have to also think about mass distribution yeah. of of those kind of things. And like, I just, in my bones, I'm just like, oh man, that's going to be such a journey. Yeah, it is. I mean, we still, I know, that's the thing is with this 2020 update that we're doing right now, there's still a decent amount of the year left. And I mean, like a month and a half. So... Anything, we are November. Yeah, anything really can happen in a month and a half, I feel. But I just feel like 2021, we're going into a bit of a better year. Some more healing, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, you know, we see some growth or some positive changes. We don't really know what drag is going to be like, you know. Like, hopefully by, by summer, we can be to some semblance of how things used to be for drag. yeah hopefully in some know. capacity I just like I don't mean to sound like a downer listeners but it's like I also know that I want <laughs> I want it to I, I want something different at this point like yeah. this is just becoming overwhelming yeah and and even in my career like my uh, my out of drag career I know listeners I have one um, <laughs> <laughs> is I just 
I really I, I want to see. Uh, I feel like I feel like I'm scratching at an itch that I can't quite scratch. That's what it yeah. feels like. I'm. It just it just I don't feel satisfied. There we go. Yeah, I I don't either. Um, yeah, I don't. And I think it it's hard with all the businesses closing too. Yeah, that's another thing is like seeking out other opportunities and I don't know. It's I think it's also. Like this is this isn't also just the time for it right now. We're gonna have to wait it out longer because, mm. you know, this whole pandemic situation should have been handled differently from the start. And our absolutely and our leadership didn't set a exa- good example. So we as citizens didn't really agreed. <laughs> so, agreed. Um, it's yeah. it's so we did our civic duty. We voted. Um, and the other 2020 update that I guess we can give is like, it's great at this current point, knock on wood, that there isn't some massive natural disaster that's happening in our backyard per se. Yeah. Do we all remember that we had orange smoke? Yeah. That was just like oh billowing into the house for weeks on end. For How it felt many like. weeks? It was like, it was like two like, weeks it at least. Like two to three weeks. It was like three, I think. Yeah. yeah. Where it was just horrible. Those fires were awful. Yeah. Um, and it was I, even my head was cloudy. I felt like in a fog that entire time, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like it, I um, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel like myself during all of that. Right. Yeah. And we just got approved. Um, we got our new posters hung up. Um, we got, um, we were gonna be one of the first events that was gonna be on the new patio at local lounge, but they had to close because of, and we couldn't even do it on the day that we were there because it rained. Mm-hmm. It rained so heavily that you wouldn't have wanted to be outside anyway. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, just things like that. It just like, it was such a 2020 happening. It was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really has been. It's, it's been an interesting year for sure. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to get through it. Uh, so Donna, I forgot to ask, how are you doing this evening? Oh, you know, I will let you know after this brief commercial break. Do you wear t-shirts? Do you wear a face mask? I sure as hell hope so. Do you put on your silly little t-shirt and your silly little face mask and wish you had something a little more out there? Yes. Even something, dare I say, matching? Girl, yes, duh. Then it looks like HunterDrips.com is exactly what you need. At HunterDrips.com, socially relevant merch and apparel is up for sale. That's never for profit. 50 to 100% of every purchase is donated. I hear they carry matching shirts and masks with designs that say cute little slogans like defund the police, Black Lives Matter, and it goes over your nose and even shirts and hats with your own pronouns on them. You know, things that are important. Oh, so you mean important. And almost all of it is donated? Yes, donated, and guess what? What, it's size inclusive too? Yes, up to 5XL. Why just make clothes for skinny people? It's all made by Queer Artist Girl. The creator of HunterDrips.com is trans, fat, lesbian, and the site also includes merch from other queer artists, including gay Portland rapper Tono. Listeners, head on over to HunterDrips.com and use the code SECRET for 15% off your purchase today. That's SECRET for 15% off your purchase at HunterDrips.com. It's a podcast with Coco and Donatella podcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast with Coco and Donatella podcast. Well, Coco, I'm feeling like the older generation. To the older generation on TikTok, meaning like people born in the late 90s. 
<laughs> People born in the late 90s, the older generation, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> How old does that make me feel? So I, I'm just dead. I guess. Yeah, I'm born early 90s. So, oh, yeah, gosh. that... Um, wow. Apparently, the older generation on TikTok is people born in the late 90s. So, you know, like, the people that we hang out with that we consider the younger people in our friend group. Oh, God, I feel dead. Gosh, that makes me feel so old. Right? Gosh. I know. Well, and even so, like, I... Um, most of my friends have kids that are 10. Most of my friends have kids that are 7, 8, 9, and yeah. 10 at this point. Yeah. And I keep thinking about if I had a kid now, like, before my kid is that old, I'd be in my 40s. Yeah. And that's so weird to think about to me. Like, age it, is just, like, such a weird thing. I don't know. I, I don't feel... Because I'm nearing my last year of my 20s and that's a little bit weird to me i don't feel that old i still feel very young i still feel like i maybe because all of my mistakes are so recent (laughs) 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 that it's like i still feel young but i'm i'm still like that's the thing is i'm still on the up and up from learning from all of my mistakes all of my like wild behavior in my 20s um, and forgiving myself for my, for, you know, all of that too. Right, right. So it's like, I'm, I'm at a weird spot because I know that I'm at a m- more mature place in my life, but I'm working through a lot of like the personal stuff that comes with that, you know? That's fair. Yeah. That, that's fair. And okay. So the main topic obviously that we're getting to is like drag in our old age, apparently. Getting um, older. Getting older. <laughs> and I... Being a queen of a certain age. So I did, um, at the last Black Magic, mm-hmm. I did a dance number. Yeah. And I think I did really well with it. Um, and I did, it was a 7-Eleven by Beyonce mixed into How You Like That by Blackpink mixed into um, Megan Thee Stallion's uh, new song. I, just, I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. Yeah. Anyway, um, I had a lot of fun with it, but I was so tired by the end of it. Yeah. And it's not even to do necessarily with the weight gain. Like Erica Clash from Dragula season two is a really good friend of mine and said, said to me, it's like drag is just hard on your body. Yeah. Like, and she does a number where, um, she's like pretending to be smacked or whatever. And she rolls around on the ground mm-hmm. and she can death trap and all that other good stuff too. But like, I could not imagine rolling on the ground right now. No. That sounds absolutely miserable. I for that's the same reason I've been doing a lot of gown numbers lately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't want to have to do any types of stunts. Like this is not fun for me. It's so bad. My sciatic nerve cannot handle it anymore, you know? <laughs> like I just mm-hmm. I need to like just do things that um this old body, this old body mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh can handle. You know, it's it's because I think that that's one thing I wanted to get into with this or what are some of the things that change as you get older as an entertainer? So one thing, obviously, is you don't have the energy of a younger entertainer. Yeah, I also um, the biggest thing is you don't you don't have the ability to put up with things. Yeah, as much. I see that. And kind of at the same time. And you can put up with certain things more. So, like, I can see where bar owners are coming from. A lot more than I can see where other entertainers or people who bitch or complain coming from. Mm. So, like, so I don't have time for somebody who's like, oh, I cannot believe that we are not going to get our payout until tomorrow. Like, oh, my gosh, that's Mm -hmm. the end of the world is that for them. And um, 
And then I also can really understand how Bronner's like, I won't be able to pay you because I can't keep my doors open. And I really hear that of hosts of some drag artists who are like, they're like, uh, you can't pay us? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I bring you money. Be like, well, there's no one here. So you're not really bringing them money. <laughs> right. Like, I, I work in Portland. There's rarely the a packed place. Like, I, I think the <laughs> ego, your ego's more in check as an older entertainer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, ego being more in check, I yeah. think, is the biggest thing. I, I think that that's, that's something that was, like, huge for me. I think I wanted to constantly be the center of attention, especially when I was younger. But as um, I've gotten older, I've kind of just realized that, like, that's, I mean, that's the crazy thing about all of us, is that we're all our own unique individuals living in our own worlds. And anything that anyone else has to say about us should not impact, it, like, what we do. Um, but I, I, I found that as I've gotten older, I've just wanted to kind of focus on things that I'm more passionate about through drag. Yeah, I can you know, see that. Like, I just want to be more in tune with, like, my likes, my um, passions, my, you know, what makes my drag me. Hmm. I don't... I Okay, so... I think I went through that when I was roughly around your age. Yeah. But for me now is I want my, I wanted my drag to be more symbolic of what I wanted to do, but I really want my drag to also say something for me. I want my drag to, I want people to reach out to me as an artist and want to book me in things because they just like what my drag says. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love when, people are like I just love that your drag has an image it's also why I've been singing more in drag yeah because I've always wanted to be an entertainer a singing entertainer and I know that drag can give me that outlet yeah and so I used to do it but I'm putting more work into it now yeah like now I like because I've done a lot of new songs and I've been practicing certain songs that are a little harder and out of my vocal range to be able to like be able to have this moment yeah yeah I get that um, so we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but I alluded to us having a lot of younger friends in our friend group. And I would say that that primarily consists of younger drag entertainers and yeah. entertainers mm-hmm. in the scene. Um, do you think that younger entertainers are more hungry than entertainers who have been doing it for us? Let's say, you know, five plus years. We've been doing it longer than that. Um, but uh, for people who have been doing it for a certain number of years, do you think that younger entertainers are hungrier so yes and i I, yes i will say yes and there's certain because the drive is different because the drive comes from just having all that energy yeah and then for older entertainers like they can kind of pinpoint when an opportunity might be great Mm -hmm. um so for for instance like you and i were one of the few entertainers who didn't do uh bitch talk with bitchcock yeah um we and the reason I didn't do it is not because I don't like that entertainer. I actually like yeah. that entertainer quite a bit. Um, it's more that there wasn't much to be gained. Yeah. Um, and not in the sense of the show wasn't great. The show was actually pretty great. I watched yeah. a few episodes. It was. And I, but I thought to myself about how this can translate for me. So most people were just hungry for that exposure. Yeah. And I'm not hungry for that level of exposure. Yeah. Um, because I have my own clout, my own notoriety, my own way, not because I we can't have our Kiki. own show. We no, have I'm our just... own show. <laughs> uh, it's because I, 
I pretty much, well, you know, when I first moved here, I said yes to every gig. And now I'm not yeah. that way anymore. But I'm still getting asked to do some high-collar gigs that are great. Yeah. And I I guess the I guess the way to say it is younger entertainers are hungry and they accept more things. Older entertainers are hungry, but they're a little bit more tactical. They're they, a little more strategic Yeah. about, like, the things they're going to be hungry I about. I agree with that. I agree with that. I'd also say, too, that... Um, I think younger entertainers have like a higher output of like mm-hmm. new things. I think that they're able to, I think that a lot of younger entertainers innovate constantly or like change yeah. up their looks to like fit with like certain things. And I mean, maybe that's due in part to them just still figuring out their aesthetic and who they are as an entertainer. Mm-hmm. While um, for people who have been doing it a little, a little bit longer, it takes a lot of time and thought yeah. to, to do something like I, Honestly, like I sometimes I get so anxious about putting things out there because I fear like how people are going to perceive it, you know, like and that's Hmm. that's like some of my own anxieties, obviously, but I have to make sure that something is like to my standards before I put it out there. I and, you know, like sometimes it's not perfect, but um, it's still something that represents me. Yeah. Fair. Um, so it's always personal. I think I think that a lot of like what I put out in drag, um, I try to put my own personal stamp on. So I think that's why it's hard too. And this is another thing I want to get into, is how do you handle criticism from younger entertainers and up and coming entertainers? Um, I don't really get criticized by older entertainers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get criticized by younger yeah. entertainers constantly. Yeah. And yeah. it's what's so fascinating about it is sometimes it can get to you. Yeah. Like both of us have experienced recently where we let it get to us. Yeah. After so when you're on one of those reality shows, you have a glow up moment and yeah. I saw my glow up moment um a year ago today where my face was just getting there in a great way. Mm-hmm. Um and the younger entertainers in the city just beat me down with the way they thought my face looked or what they did or did not like about my face. Yeah. And I changed it to a point to where it just became a face I hated. Yeah. I hated the face so much it was ridiculous. And now I'm getting back into, you know, trying new things and really enjoying it. But it still feels like my face. It doesn't feel like a brand new face, which I, yeah. I, I like that. Um, but I lost my glow up because I let younger entertainers beat me down because I was trying to make friends and I wanted yeah. to impress people. Yeah. So. Yeah, that makes sense. I I think taking that criticism is like sometimes hard. And that's kind of an ego check within yourself because I don't ever want to like discredit entertainers that are like up and coming or younger because I think that it takes a lot to go out there and do this and do it in full force and have as much passion right. as a lot of people do. Um, I think also <laughs> maybe as we get older and we're like queens or you know any kind of drag entertainer you become more jaded <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's that's possibly you know to do with like the amount of alcohol we consume and the amount of um you know time we've put into this craft <laughs> gosh we've put in so much time and energy into this craft it is but... utterly ridiculous how much time we've put into this thing yeah i like for me like my goals are way different from when i started let's get into that too what are how have your goals changed from when you started drag to now mm. They haven't really changed. Yeah. Um, I am still a drag artist who would like to make it on Drag Race. Yeah. Um, I would love that. Um, I And one of my goals was to always perform on a cruise ship, and that's happening for me next year, which is yeah. great. Um, 
and my other goal was I wanted drag. I sorry, let me say it's my new goal is to make enough money doing drag to pay for expensive wigs. Yeah. Oh, that would be drag nice. just doesn't pay for itself in the way that I need to. Not just here in Portland, just in general, if you're not big enough or well known enough. Um, I would like to. So my dream, dream goals mm-hmm. are still obviously drag race, but like I do want to, I do want to get into music. I want to do what Courtney Act and the AAA Girls did, and yeah. stuff like that. And yes, other people have already done it, but like that's the life that I want. Like that's what I would love to do. Yeah, um, I would love to just be out there making music and you know getting discovered and like being like you know a guest spot on pose or something like like I, that sounds yeah. great i want to live that high life i don't need the, the level of fame that like trixie and katya have per se but like something like a jiggly jiggly caliente kind yeah. of level of fame would be fine for me yeah and i think that with that i want drag like i don't necessarily need drag to pay all my bills because i love my career and i love where i'm going in life because the thing is i want the stability that comes with like my career field yeah. versus what drag offers yeah like um I won't tell you how much listeners, but I, um, as of you all listening this, like I did get a very hefty raise. Yeah. Um, and congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and that's going to be so needed and helpful for me. Yeah. And, um, so my goal, so my goals and my dreams haven't really changed as much. They just got a little bit more less in the stars, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got more attainable or, or became more, clear they're more clear but they're also more realistic yeah like before i wanted to be famous in music and like but i think i wanted to be like beyonce and drag yeah now i want to be like jiggly caliente yeah (laughs) (laughs) i get that no i um i don't know i i don't think i'm the type of person that wants to be on drag race Mm -hmm. i don't i don't even know if i want to be on like any of those reality shows but um it would take time for me to really like decide and I would have to really dive into like into my drag and take it, you know, even further than I already do now mm-hmm. in order to feel comfortable like competing on anything. But I um and that was that was the thing I always want I think I did want to be on drag race. I talked a lot about it. I talked a lot about, you know, trying to apply to be on when I um started. Um, I would have been nowhere near where I should have needed to be. But um, nowadays it's it's more so like I I would like to like sing in a band. And I have done that. You know, that's something I've uh, like guest sang in a band before. And then I, I co-wrote a song uh, at the beginning of this pandemic with a band, which is really cool. So I, there are some things musically I would like to do still. Um, I'd like to, yeah, like I'd like to do some punk rock with my drag you know and Mm -hmm. um just do some some cool stuff like that i uh am still uh working towards making some different like business ventures that are kind of intertwined with my drag which would be cool um and just getting more into like special effects makeup you know, that's something yeah. that I, re- I really want to do. I, I really love the makeup and the artistry side of, of drag. Um, so just getting more into that and pushing my, my craft even further there. So I've always, one weird dream of mine is I've always wanted to have like a one woman show. Oh, like Bob yeah. the Drag Queen did. Yeah. And like, I just like, I feel like I'm talented enough to where I could do it. Yeah. Like, 
and but be able to even perform for an empty bar like if nobody bought tickets that night yeah but I would love to have a ticketed show one woman show I think that'd be so I would cool. love to have like a semi scripted like a, a semi scripted show like one woman show that would be nice I think that'd be kind of interesting yeah and it's just like the same BS yeah for like like three a cabaret weeks. like a yeah. true cabaret show yeah I think that would be so interesting yeah I should call it one woman show. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's really like honestly. I think that's all I had as far as like questions for you when it comes to like getting older and doing this. I I don't know. We've we've done this together since we started. So yeah, it's which really... is so alarming for my therapist. <laughs> 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 and I well, because here's the thing too, listeners. Like we talk about drag. Because we've been doing it a long time. We're not super famous. We're not unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we understand the responsibilities and the dedication that come to this. And we're getting older. And so it's like you have to really choose about what you're going to do with your drag. Yeah. Like I, I, like I said, I want my drag to say something. Um, and I lo- there was a drag race. Uh, you'll probably remember who this was. There was a drag race entertainer that said my drag is whatever I want it to be is their entrance like little voiceover mm-hmm. and it was a black queen I can't remember who it was but it was just my drag is whatever I want it to be hmm. it might have been Chi Chi Devane but I'm not sure hmm. but um, yeah like and that's because I was always like when because dra- the drag race questions ask describe your drag mm-hmm. and I was always so that was always so hard for me yeah. and because I didn't know what my drag was supposed to say yeah. Like, I'm like, what are you looking for? Like, cause I wasn't like the, the stunt queen or the singing queen or all these things. Like I was like, but I could be on certain days and how I felt. And so yeah. my drag is whatever I want it to be that day. Yeah. Like, cause I have my punk rock modes where I want to, you know, I was wearing this, like me and Donna went out wearing our little schoolgirl outfits and whatever. And oh, like, yeah. they, they were super cute. And I was feeling real punk rock that day. Mm-hmm. And then there's days that I'm just blackity McBlack, black, McBlack, black, black, and just wearing all black lives matter with long braids and just getting my best yeah. life. And there's some days that I dress like an African queen or wear an Afro with like, you know, a caftan and just feel yeah. my old woman fantasy. And, you know, just things like that. Like I, my drag is saying my drag is saying how I feel, and I would love to share it with you. That's what my drag says. That's cool. I like that. And I, I feel that way, too. You know, like, I feel like coming up with a look is kind of like a way that you're feeling maybe that night. And if yeah. it's not, then maybe that's why you're not feeling super on with your look. Uh, <laughs> I, I, agreed. I effing agreed. That can so, ruin a whole evening and just, like, yeah. a sound bite. Like, it's so ridiculous. I think it's important to, like, pay attention to how you feel. And to, like, translate that. Like, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what my longevity with drag is. You know, I don't know how long I'm going to keep doing it. I think there are parts of me... And I, I don't really feel this way so much. There are, there used to be parts of me that were like, hey, you want to get serious and find a partner, and you can't do that if you're a drag queen. And mm. that's, I, I think, a shitty way for me to think. Because it is something that I've invested a lot of my time in. So there obviously is like some passion behind it if I've been doing it for as long as I have, right? Yeah, absolutely. So nowadays it's more so just about, you know, finding or not even finding like if, if some, if like, as far as like love goes, as far as that part of my life goes, it's uh, if people fall into line with, you know, this type of lifestyle. And I am someone who is older and who has been single for many, many years. Um, so it is 
you know, something I probably should focus on here in a couple of years if I'm still in this boat. Mm-hmm. But um, right now, I think it's neat to pursue what I what I find um, excites me. Yeah, I can so. see that. I can see that. Yeah. Well, well, listeners, that brings us to the end of our episode. Yes. Thank you for going on this like long, kind of like exciting slash apathetic walk. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. Ooh. It was a very um, archaic old journey with a couple of old queens that um, we're so old. Now, we're really so old. Nice. We're the older generation. <laughs> um, we are gonna have our prune juice for the night, and we are going to. Watch an episode of Golden Girls and go to bed. Oh, gosh, that sounds beautiful. <laughs> that actually does. <laughs> All right, we are old. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this has been another episode of HM of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of HM of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at the Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is a j e m of a secret podcast. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at agemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye.